Bread. Bread. Hey, it's your new pal, Ben, and this is 70MM Rejected, a podcast for 70MM fans just like you. With me today, but not always, is some guy, gal, non-binary pal I know from the internet, Dime. Hello. And our other internet friend in 70MM Insider, Bex. What's tiramisu? You're gonna <laughs> love it. <laughs> Every episode is selected from one of the many movies that 70MM has thrown in the trash heap, but we've managed to extract it before it got too funky. That's right, Ben. And this week, we go all the way back to the 2021 Valentine's Day 70mm bracket when uh, 70mm selected Romeo plus Juliet instead of Sleepless in Seattle. When you have Tom Hake Versus a young hot throb named Leonardo DiCaprio. Tom doesn't stand a chance. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as always, we talk a bit about our thoughts on the movie and read the villagers reviews on live air. But first, we start with our village update and notable reviews. So, Ben, over to you. Thanks, Bex. So, obviously, big news in the village this week is the movements of the meetup. So, you know, we had gotten this huge notice to, you know, buy your tickets, come to Los Angeles, come hang out, watch Dune on March 15th. And all of a sudden, Denny Villeneuve decided to shift everything around on us. And now a bunch of people have to, you know, hopefully change their plans and come to LA. Are are either of you two trying to make it out to LA? I'm, uh... Definitely trying to. I mean, when Ooh. I heard it was moved up two weeks uh, to March 1st, I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, good thing I didn't buy my tickets yet. <laughs> but yeah, definitely trying to get out there. Uh, I feel personally attacked because I'm going to be in the great state of California <laughs> twice. Uh, once in February and another time in April. So <laughs> the exact months surrounding March. <laughs> so I'm really thankful, you know, to the to the host of 70 millimeter for funding my plane ticket and my accommodations. Um, that was really big of them. So I'm just really, really thankful for that, you know. So <laughs> catch, catch me. No, I don't think I'm going to be able to to go out to this one, which I'm super bummed about. What about you, Ben? Yeah, well, maybe the huge patron boost they're definitely going to get from this podcast they can use to funnel money to you to come out that way. That seems fair, right? You're here doing all the work. Yeah. What are they doing? It's December. They're off. They're taking this whole month off. What about that? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So they had to get a bunch of schlubs. Yeah. What is that? No, that's healthy, though. We all, All three of us here, you know, really do believe in taking time off. So we're glad that we can step into their shoes, right? Uh, all right, so we were talking about mental health and how everybody is in a really good place right now taking December off, except for us schlubs here trying to fill in for uh, the 70mm crew. Yeah, someone has to do it. Somebody does. Somebody does. So, uh, well, speaking of Bex, do you just want to give, wh- why are we here? What, 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 what is this little thing that we're doing since this is the first episode in it all? Well, you know, I think it's really just a chance to reimagine and envision what is happening or what could have happened in 70 millimeter and kind of walk down the paths that were forgotten or not chosen. In many ways, I think it's very um, poetic and, you know, 
everything like that. And also, I'm kind of talking out of my butt because I don't know what I'm supposed to be saying right here. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're you're bringing the vibe we want here, Bex. You're filling in space with uh, that beautiful, you know, content. Right? That's what we're trying to do here. So, yeah. Uh, so, Diane, what about you? Uh, tea interesting gossip that's coming out of the village that we feel like we need to make sure people uh, are talking about this uh, from this week. And this is the week of uh, Monday, December 4th is when we're recording, just so everybody knows. Well, I, so, if, you know, a lot of people know Andy. Uh, and earlier this year, Andy, he went on what I would assume is like his Thanos trip. You know, he was going around collecting all these villager stones. And, you know, he took, he took some time off, you know, like you said, mental health. So he took some rest. But then he started back up. You know, he I found him in Sacramento not that long ago. Went to a <laughs> basketball game. So so he's back at that again. So we'll see what he has in store for the rest of this year. And who knows, maybe even 2024. Yeah, we just had a, a ghost Andy drop uh, in L.A. With, uh, with a whole bunch of people hanging out with Brandon and Sean and Ron. I mean, it looked beautiful. They looked beautiful. We got new prairie emojis, which was even, which was like the best thing. So, right? With a star in it? Are you kidding me? What is this? What What is going on here? I love it. My question is, does Andy sleep? That's the question mm. I want to know. <laughs> mm. or, or, or more importantly, Bex, are we doing it wrong by not taking a photo every time we hang out? Like that may be... Maybe that's the thing is we should be taking more pictures. I think that really we're, we're missing our opportunity for glory in the in the village. It's, it's true. We could I, I need I need to I, I'm proud of Andy, but I, we, somebody needs to humble him is all I'm saying. You know, I don't I don't want him to get too too high and mighty. It could be it could be a tragic downfall for him. You know, I'm just looking out for him as a friend. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe he doesn't make it to the meetup. What? <gasps> so, well, who knows? Who knows? Who knows what might happen out there? Uh, and it'd be wild because he's already in California and then he'd not make it to the meetup. That'd be something. That would be. That would be. Well, you heard it here, folks. Here first, folks. Andy might not make the meetup. I don't I don't know who started that rumor, but you heard it here it's first. It's not a threat, by the way. It's not a threat. Just legal. Just for legal purposes. We are unlike 70 mm we are actually a pro anti-murder podcast so just <laughs> putting our cards on the table we are pro anti-murder so yes um dime you got any hot goss for us uh coming out of the village uh, from the past week or so hot goss um well, i think the hottest goss would be my journey through gilmore girls then <gasps> been dropping a lot of steamy notes in the television chat wait how far along are you i'm towards the end of season three whoa <gasps> I, whoa i'm i'm at the beginning of season five. Oh my god that's amazing i just started this year for the first time look, look at that the gilmore girls journey it's uh, uh. It's, it's reaching to everybody <laughs> the community is growing as we see it <laughs> What I would what I would give to watch Gilmore Girls for the first time again. I have been living through Dime's eyes. Ben, I need to live in your shoes. Like I've seen Gilmore Girls every episode at least uh, eight times, probably probably more like ten at this point. Um, so I'm I'm extremely jealous of this journey. And um, Dime, your your opinions and hot takes in the Discord have been giving me a life. Yeah, I've noticed too that as I've been watching it, my notes are getting longer and longer. So 
if you know if people saw like like Paul had mentioned, I dropped a CIA report on season four when I was <laughs> spilling the hot tea on that. So so yeah, you know, follow follow Ben, follow me. You know, we're we're doing um a lot of Gilmore Girls watching. I love it. So I have uh this is my shame. I actually have both. Uh, I have pretty much every channel muted in the village just because it's 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 just too much. I recently unmuted movies because Kev was saying something interesting was happening and it was it was too much. I had to I had to remute it. What, is there there's a television um, uh, channel that I can hop into? Is that you're telling me? Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Mm, okay. Well, we'll have to think. Then we can just at you when he drops a new review. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I could like do that. that. <laughs> What's the safest way? So yeah, so the Gilmore journey is alive and well in the in the TV channel. So come uh, see Dime in season five. See me at the end of season three. Uh, find out, uh, you know, who 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 do I want Roy to end up with? Who does Dime want Roy to end up with? We also don't want to ruin things in case you haven't watched it. If you haven't watched it, come join us. Dime, how did you get into how did you get into Gilmore Girls? What happened? So it was. So let me let me start all the way back. So my mom and sister watched it when it was on uh, TV. And I knew about it, but at that time I didn't watch it. I didn't know what it was. Um, then years, years go by, and I discovered the show The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and I absolutely loved it. And my coworker said, "Well, since you love that so much, you should watch Gilmore Girls because it's created by the same woman, which is Amy Sherman Palladino." I was like, "What? They didn't know that." So then started watching it. Uh, but yeah, by episode three, I got hooked and it's just been smooth sailing ever since I've been practically binge watching it at this point or watching it whenever I can. But it's been mostly on the weekends and an episode here or there during the weekdays. Amazing. Yeah. So mine somewhat similar. I noticed that my wife would kind of was it was like one of her just like comfort shows. It sounds a lot like Bex. And then. So I kind of had seen bits and pieces, you know, like I know someone named Logan shows up. I've seen him kind of being a total douche, you know, so like I, I got that like perspective of it and didn't really. Uh, but, you know, had kind of coming in and out as she's watching. And then some podcast, somebody mentioned they're like, hey, Gilmore Girls is pretty awesome. And uh, and they talk about like the rapid talking and kind of all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. I was like, well, that sounds great. Uh, and so I went to Jenny and I was like, hey, like. I know you watch this all the time. What if we rewatched it together? And so she was like, yes, 100%. And so, yes, we have we probably watched like an episode or two a week, I would say. So we're definitely kind of, you know, cruising through at a nice comfy speed. So, but yeah. Nice. And you guys get to watch it together. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a lot of I think she kind of got to the point at like we watched quite a bit pretty quickly. And I think she was almost like, whoa, OK, like we've. We've watched enough of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes me over here, I feel like I can't get enough of it. Yeah, I definitely I could watch more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, enough about Gilmore Girls. Let's take a look at our feature presentation. Bex, what's Sleepless in Seattle all about? Thanks, Ben. Let's set the stage. Grief, magic, horrible first dates, early internet stalking, 
and transcontinental love. It's enough to make anyone restless. Sam, a recent widow, is forced to... Widower? I don't know. Is forced to trauma dump over the airwaves after his precocious child Jonah calls into a famous radio show complaining about his dad's singleness. Meanwhile, on the East Coast, a woman is searching for the unsearchable and she tunes in. Annie, a reporter from Baltimore, begins to fall inexplicably in love with the frequent caller, Sam, aka Sleepless in Seattle. Missed opportunities, pining, again stalking, and letter writing ensues. Jonah, with the help of his clever girlfriend Jessica, concocts a plan for Sammy, Sam and Annie to meet in New York City on Valentine's Day. But could two strangers separated by an entire country really be destined for each other? This is Sleepless in Seattle. Oh, wait, also, Annie has a fiancé named Walter who's allergic to everything, and also he just gets totally shafted in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right, so this was my first time seeing this movie. This also may have been my first Nora Ephron movie that I've seen fully (gasps) all the way through. Wow. Yeah. I've definitely seen bits and pieces of When Harry Met Sally. I have not seen You've Got Mail. Uh, I went through a whole... I may have seen Michael, that weird angel movie, um, you know, because I was pretty Jesus-y like as a kid. So I feel like maybe we Mm. saw that one. But yeah, I think this may have been the first one that like I consciously like kind of saw. Yeah, it was great. Wow. I just need to put that out there. I just need people (laughs) to know before we start getting into hot takes. I know. This is is a safe space. That's what I thought. You know, that's what I thought. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, it is. It is. Of course it is. (laughs) Bex no longer comes to trivia on Thursdays. She's like, I cannot cannot associate with that man. (laughs) Never, never. I would never. Oh. Is this your first? Is this your? Have you seen any Nora Ephron time? I feel like you have. I have. Yeah, I've. um, So I've seen You've Got Mail. And I have seen uh, When Harry Met Sally. And this is uh, actually my second time watching Sleepers in Seattle. Because when I first watched You Got Mail, I went on a little Meg Ryan rom-com journey. Oh, my God. Uh, Yeah. So I... um, Sounds amazing. Yeah. So I was knocking out those movies. And then during that journey, I was recommended to watch uh, Joe and the Volcano. So, which also has Meg Ryan. So, yeah, I Mm -hmm. went on a little Meg Ryan journey uh, about like a year or two ago. What are you guys' thoughts on Meg? Oh my god, which was great. Yeah, just get right to it. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> I have. I only have good thoughts. She's she's adorable in this. I I absolutely loved every scene that she was in. <laughs> um, I I remember when the it's early in the movie when she's singing along to the the Christmas song on the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she goes, horses, 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 horses. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, just, like, those little moments I, I just really enjoyed. Yeah, I mean, I just really thought, you know, I will admit, I did listen to both uh, the Rewatchables podcast and the Blank Check podcast as preparation for this to kind of hear what, you know, uh, the uh, the Dob Mob thought and then the Blank Check boys Um but yeah, I just thought she was, you know, outside of just kind of like the it, it, it was interesting because, you know, nowadays everyone just uses, you know, uh, Facebook and all those kind of things to do that, you know, 
and I guess at those times, those were just like the tools available. So that's just like what people use to uh, to figure out what was going on. Yeah. With people they wanted to date. You know what I mean? So it is what it is. Yeah. And, and I, like that's a, like another thing, too. Is like it's a wild thing to. Because, I mean, we, we there still are, you know, radio shows um, now, but it's it's so crazy to think of like a radio show where all you are listening to is just their voice. You have no idea what this person looks like. Right. But then you just you fall in love, you're head over heels and you just you just got to meet this person. But you have no idea what they look like. But you yeah. just but you just know their story and you just you just need to know more. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, and just speaking of like that, right, you had like Niles, you know, living in Chicago instead of Seattle. But there was still like this element of having, you know, uh, a therapist like on the radio. So I did like that little kind of uh, uh um, what do you call that? Uh, Easter egg in there. Mm-hmm. It's pretty funny. So, um, so yeah, Bex, we, you know, we love Meg Ryan. How do you feel about Meg Ryan? I love Meg Ryan as well. Um, I think that she is the icon of the late eighties into all of the nineties. And all of the 90s. I, per- I think all, well, I mean like when was, nice. you've got mail came out in 98. So yeah, all the nineties. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And I particularly, so I love short, uh, short hair Meg Ryan, but mm. the hair that she has in this movie is so oh my God. amazing. It's so much the hair. The braid that she has in one of the scenes where it's like this loose, like on the edges, but really tight in the middle. It's like some combination of like a Dutch braid and like a fishtail braid. And her hair is so sweeping and long. And she's like, you know, she's like in the bed and she's like calling her friend Rosie O'Donnell and she's in her cute little sweatsuit and her hair's just cascading. Like, exactly. Dime, Dime said it best. He just, <laughs> just a sigh. Just she's incredible. So I think this is a, you know, a different type of Meg for me, but I, I think she's just a goddess in this, honestly. Yeah, her hair in that particular scene is luscious. Like it's. I mean, because, yeah, I do like short hair Meg Ryan, but also long hair Meg Ryan is um, like a good sight for the eye. And yeah, that whole gray sweatsuit outfit. Oh, my God. Like chef's kiss. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, Bex, you talked about our boy Walter there. Like, what's up with Walter? Like, I like what I don't understand is like, was there some prejudice against like people with allergies at some point like none of us here are old enough to like have been like conscious really during that time but like i'm just so confused it's just like he just has allergies i don't know but like they made it seem like he was just like you could never understand who this person was with allergies like it was the most ridiculous thing i didn't get it (laughs) well first of all bill pullman is a fox and lest we forget i think when we talk about bill pullman we have to remember other sleep movie which is um while you were sleeping uh, mm-hmm. and he's a total fox and hottie in that movie but i think i think the thing with the allergies is that they're trying to make walter like they want to make you pity him i think from the mm-hmm. very first scene that we have with him um he's clearly not like a threat or, or a bad guy he's just he's just a dude going to his future in-laws house trying to make a good impression but he kind of just has like I th- I feel like they really pigeonholed my guy my guy Walt, you know, um, and he doesn't really have much character in this movie up until the very end. Not to like get ahead of ourselves, but yeah, that Walt, Walt was go- done dirty. Yeah, 
justice for Walt. Like we're like we're looking <laughs> on the, on this pod, we're looking out for people with allergies. Or right? if you got allergies, we're looking out for you. This is a safe space. Exactly. This is an allergy-free space. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I I agree with that too because. For a while, yeah, you're just you're watching Walt just kind of live his everyday life. I mean, there's that one scene where you kind of see his nighttime routine and mm. like Annie knows it. So she's already has like the tissue ready. Like she doesn't even have to look. She's just she just has everything set and ready to go. But, you know, like Beck said, not to get ahead of ourselves. But yeah, like the final moments, like he has this like very touching scene with uh annie that really you know it kind of expresses how he's feeling because you know for a while you know we didn't really get to see that but then like his character really was like highlighted at that point how about so i just i have a couple like i just kind of took notes while i was watching this but um i loved the energy that her mom brought when they were doing the dress trying on scene and she says quote we're going to have a wonderful time in the sack, end quote. <laughs> Which is just so spot on. I loved it. I loved it. I mean, and like, I mean, Walter, it seemed like Walter just met the parents then. Like, that seemed like when she, when he was meeting them. And mm-hmm. they're also saying, hey, we got engaged. And I can't imagine, like, getting engaged and, like, your parents wouldn't have because it seems like you you live close by. It's not like this was like a big deal. Like you're in Baltimore. I yeah. I just but that whole scene with him meeting them. But then her mom just ending that with "We're going to have a wonderful time in the sack." It was it was great. <laughs> I I feel like the '90s were such a wild time where you could just be like you bring home someone that your parents have never met, and you're going like, "Oh, by the way, we're engaged." The other wild thing about that scene, though, Ben, is that after that line, she talks about how it took years for them to get it down, like having like a healthy and happy sex life. And I was like, whoa, what is happening here? Like, Why is she just like, why is she telling her daughter all of this? Like, and then, and then, then she's like, you'll have that eventually. And then Meg kind of alludes to their relationship, their like intimacy in their relationship. And then her mom's like, I don't want to know anything. I'm like, bestie, you are giving a lot of mixed signals as to what like you want to talk about with your daughter, like your grown daughter. Um, so there's, there's a lot to be mined from that scene, I think, but that, that, that line, especially about, uh, just her saying, I think they call it the sack is special. <laughs> well, let's also talk about um, how she got that dress on. Because it's like slipped. It's like went over her head and um, somehow like, I don't know. It was just an interesting way to put the dress on. I do. I do have some insider baseball about this, though. Having now tried on like gowns and wedding gowns, there are very different ways that you have to like shimmy into a specific like silhouette or something. So, you know, it's it's not it's a science. You know, it you can't just be can't just be going in there willy nilly. <laughs> Sorry, I know we're not in this segment anymore, but did I miss the hot goss that you're engaged? <laughs> <laughs> that is hot goss. I, I I posted a picture, I think in general, but also in snacks. Uh because we took, we took <laughs> in the snacks channel, we my my uh fiance and I I we I obviously hot dogs are a really important part of the Discord in my own life as well. And I feel like 
I've grown to love hot dogs more because of the Discord and because of Slim. But anyways, I promise this is related. We <laughs> took uh, we took engagement photos uh, uh, like near one of the museums in DC, Ben, and we ended up going to get a hot dog from like you know one of the f- food trucks near the Capitol and took some pictures there with our friend who's a photographer. So I, I dropped that in the snacks channel. Uh, so yeah, that that's also hot goss, but that's like tangentially related, you know, like I'm ready to like see like trainer be banned again. That's what I think of when I think of discord hot goss. So not, <laughs> not, one to, of, not to derail, <laughs> not one of our all time favorite people in the village getting engaged and finding everlasting love. Yeah, no, no one would want to know about that. No, no, that wouldn't. Yeah, we're not we're not here for that. That's not what we're here to talk about. So I must have, I met your boyfriend then one of the last times he was your boyfriend, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that crazy? That is. Yeah. That is. Wild. <laughs> All right. So speaking Anyways. of emotion, yeah, speaking of emotional things, my cry count was seven. <gasps> that was my cry wow. count. I got it right here in my notes. It says cry count seven. So yeah, that was, that was me. I don't know. How, how did you all do? Maybe the first time you watched it, maybe there was more tears, but, or maybe this time, I don't know. Well, now it brings up the question, did I watch this movie right? Because I didn't cry. So do I, do I need to go back and watch this again? Mm. I was again, on an airplane. Time, this is a safe space. Oh, so, yeah. You know, sometimes that really kind of throws the, the ennui, you know, at you in a weird way. Pl- watching a movie on the plane is like a whole different liminal space. Mm-hmm. Completely different. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think I've... Uh, this And uh, again, safe space for for people who cried in this movie and did not... I did not cry on this go around. I don't know if I have cried in this movie before. Maybe at the beginning when he's like going through kind of his stages of grief um, and they move across the country. I think I I cried in those moments, but I didn't cry in this go around. But I'm curious to hear, Ben, like what were your cry moments? Oh, I mean, what we're all. Yeah, just I, there were so many just like wonderfully touching moments the the one that i wrote down oh yes when he is asked by the therapist you know tell me about your wife Mm -hmm. and he says i had a great and perfect for a while (laughs) and it was just like oh my god that's so beautiful (laughs) yeah i just kind of went to town right that that was probably the biggest one was that just like that line was just delivered and just like he how he how he says that line was just a matter of factness of like you know yeah it was yeah it was just wonderful yeah i loved it but yeah that was it for me yeah that it, it was a touching story the way he was describing his wife right and because you because yeah you really get lost in his words and you really get hooked into him describing his life his marriage with um with his late wife so I so I do agree. I mean, I, like I said, I didn't I didn't cry, but I did feel the emotion when um, he was uh, telling the story of his wife. Yeah, it was just it was just too good. Yeah. So yeah, I had I had uh, I had a lot of cries. So, but yeah, like Beck said, safe safe space for all criers and non criers because you know sometimes we get a little caught up uh, us criers thinking everybody has to uh, be a crier. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dime, before we move on to looking at some of the villagers' reviews of Sleepless in Seattle, any other any other final things or thoughts that you wanted to make sure we chatted about? You know, I think we covered like a good portion of it. Um, I didn't do my research, so I didn't see if they actually 
filmed in Seattle, but I did want to mention that like they, you know, they did touch on the rain, but there were a couple of scenes where Tom Hanks, Sam is like carrying his umbrella and it is like the biggest umbrella I've ever seen. Uh, so <laughs> I thought that was pretty interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I think um I think my my last thought is watching this I was really thinking, did you see Past Lives, the 2023 oh, movie? I did, yeah. Yeah, and I just thought like these watching these two movies back to back, I thought would just be a really powerful and ca- cathartic. So, I looked up and so the idea they talk about in Past Lives is Indian I-N-Y-E-O-N is the transliteration. And that's like the concept of past lives that they talk about in that movie. So I don't want to go too much into it because I don't want to spoil a movie that we're, you know, didn't say we were going to like talk about. But I, these two movies back to back, I thought would just be a really, really great movie. Man, just yeah. I'm just imagining the the roller coaster of emotion to watch those back to back. Right? My goodness. And, oh. and yeah, and like, yeah, it's past lives. Such a really heartfelt, touching movie, too. Absolutely. Wow. Wait, so which one did you start with? Did you start with Sleep in Seattle or Past Lives? So I, sorry, <clears throat> to clarify, I didn't, I didn't watch Past Lives. I didn't watch them back to back. I was saying okay. they would be great as oh, a back to back. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Could you imagine that, Bex? Like Valentine's Day, watching those back to back. Like we could rent the Arlington Draft House. Maybe we could do our own little 70 MM meetup here. It'd be great. <gasps> I love that idea. Also, the emotional whiplash of doing those movies back to back. Oof. That would be so good, though. I love that idea. Yeah. I know. Which one to watch first? That'd be like the hard thing. You got to end with past lives. You got to end on the downer, I think. Mm. <laughs> Not downer. Oh, just God. somber. The, no, the end <laughs> of that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, so we pulled a random sample of villagers' reviews. So we're going to start. So we'll go Dime, Bex, me, and then Dime, and then we'll move to the wrap-up. So first review we have we is from Enrico Castanini. Um, if, I, uh, if I botched your name, I apologize. Uh, they gave three and a half stars. Watched this in May oh, of this year. And they put, is Meg Ryan the perfect woman? Well, I think we've covered it. She is. I mean, is. we we all love her. I, I she can't do no wrong in our eyes. And uh, he continues on to say that they watched it as a part of the Letterbox Roulette, and they thank Danger Beast for the recommendation. So thank you, Danger Beast, for recommending this mm. movie to Enrico. And you can check out LB Roulette in the Discord if you want to join the folks doing that. Good plug, Ben. Okay, so my this review comes from a dear friend, Sarah Fru. Uh, if you also are interested, she has an excellent pop culture newsletter that she sends Whoa. out on like a monthly or quarterly basis. It's called As Told by Sarah. I can get the info and maybe we can link it in the show notes. Totally. Crazy idea. Okay, cool. Uh, and she gave Sleepless in Seattle five stars. Uh, in a prior review, she says, this is the movie I watch when I need noise on in the background and I don't need need to be distracted. I love you with my whole heart. Oh, that wow. was sweet. That's perfect. All right. I have Jay Whale, who watched this on August 6th of 2023, gave it four stars. 
And they said, quote, a lot of stalking in these Tom and Meg movies, end quotes, which, you know, I haven't seen other ones, but I have ideas. I have been told. Yeah, there was. A, I appreciate there was a lot the of bravery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> mean, she said. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she was standing in the middle of traffic. So, yeah, stalking went heavy in this movie. <laughs> no, no, the worst is when she's just standing behind that building watching them as they play on the beach. I'm just like, it's not, it's not great. It's not great. <laughs> but I mean, you got to check out the people you want to be with, right? I mean, how else would she know? Right. You got to, you got to scope them out. All right. This uh, next review comes in from Mike Calkins, gave it four and a half stars. Quote It's a, it's like a warm blanket of a film, comforting and heartwarming. There's a great emotional core, but it's often incredibly funny. The dialogue is so well-tuned and performed that punchlines don't feel like punchlines. They feel so organic. Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan are wonderful in this, and it's wild to me that they barely interact. Yet you are invested into them getting together without a second thought. I also think it's important to note that Hanks has excellent chemistry with Ross Malinger on his on- as his on-screen son. They're really funny together, and watching them both suffer in the wake of tragedy is so sad. I love this beautiful movie. Nora Ephron just has the juice. She definitely has the juice. I couldn't agree more. She has the juice. 100%. Amazing movies. Amazing discussion, you guys. And as always, amazing possums. So how did Romeo plus Juliet beat Sleepless in Seattle? We may never know. True, true. But... It just gives us more amazing movies to cover. That's right. And coming up in our next episode in two weeks is The Innocence. Dime, closing thoughts? If watching some messed up orphans with supernatural powers screams Christmas time, then boy, we have something special for you. (laughs) 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 Uh, wow. You know, when, <laughs> you know when you when you type things like bring your personality into the script notes, man, you're just really putting a lot of faith in people and you did not disappoint. I was driving home trying to think, what's how can I put a good spin on this? <laughs> God bless you, Dime. Uh, wow. Well, just be sure to catch The Innocence, the one from 1961, of course, uh, streaming nowhere. It's a good thing you have two weeks, so you can rent it or buy it. Check out Canopy or, you know, your local library or streaming services or Best Buy. I don't know where people get movies. And as always, you can send us feedback at 70mmrejected at gmail.com or just come let us know how we're doing in Discord. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. See you. Seventy Millimeter Rejected is an Opossum production. Original artwork by Paul. Kinda original music by Dave with an assist from Seventy Millimeter. The 70mm Rejected team includes Kirby, Latdad, Dime, Paul, RWT Chats, Bex, Grogu Dave, Josh, Nolan, Yoev, Ron, Trainer, and Ben C. If you'd like to join us in the silliness, ping one of us in Discord. 
And if you'd like to support our friends at 70mm and upgrade to villager status, you can do so using the links in the notes. Goodbye. This is an Opossums podcast.